Hello everybody, it's Madge Weinstein here, your favorite lesbian on the internet. And we are here for Eat This Hot Show number nine. Eat it. Um, right, which is nine is short for the nine-inch penis. Every, uh, every inch of this show is uh, long and hard. Isn't that right, Wanda Wisdom? It's very long, hard, and I don't know. Are all of us cut or uncut? I don't, I don't know. Never I'm mind. a cunt. I'm a cunt. Listen, so, okay, so let's go through the usual introductions. I feel like we haven't seen each other in a long time because we haven't. So first, as we, I said, we have the Wanda Wisdom. What's up with you, Wanda? How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, darling. I thought about you yesterday. I had very long fingernails on yesterday, and I thought they'd be perfect for, you know, cleaning your uh, plumbing. Oh, my twat? That's very nice, because I thought of you when I was taking a humongous shit after I ate two bowls of Fiber One. Oh, except I eat that when, Kashi stuff, when, you know. Kashi, yeah, but Fiber One's better. It's got 14 grams of fiber in every serving. You won't find more fiber anywhere. And if you'd mix it with yogurt, what you do is you have this factory for duty in your, in your colon, your bloaterus. Anyway. Wow. Next we I'll have... Fausto Furnos of the Feasts of Fools. How are you? Hi, Maggie Pie. Hi, Wanda. Hi, Ray. What's Hi. new with you, Fausto? Well, I went with the uh, boys from the Patrick and Noah Ugh. show Whore. to Ikea and to Hunter's yesterday, mm. which is a gay bar in the suburbs of Chicago. And we had a really nice time. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so, but they're they're in the process of renaming their show to the PNS Explosion. What's PNS? Oh, really? Yeah, that's a scoop, guys. That, <laughs> so that sounds like a Reagan oh. Fox acronym, but I don't know what the F stands for. The S show. stands for Scott. Oh, S as in Sam. Yes. I thought you said. And I know you're F not a you're you're a lesbian, so you're not attracted to men. You're just uh, interested. Right. In I'm men, especially uh, not in a sociological. Yes, I'm especially not attracted to. Very hot, muscular, lean bottoms. I sucked somebody off Thank in God. the bathroom of Thank God for uh, that. So I had a lovely time with them. And, so what uh, happened? So I heard you spent a lot of time alone with the letter S. Oh, uh, we, well, we went to work out mm-hmm. and uh, we went to Bally's. And did you see him naked? And, um, Shut up. Did you see him naked or not? Uh, I did not, actually. How could you not see him naked, Fausto? Because we didn't take a shower together. Stupid. And next we have Mark Felian, also of the Feast of Fools. How are you? I'm doing well. Hello, everybody. How is life treating you, girlfriend? Oh, it's not too bad. I've, you know, I've been working a lot. I have to save up money because I'm hiring a private detective to follow Fausto around as he uh, <laughs> runs around with Scott from the Patrick and Noah Ugh. show. Well, I, Scott's been following. <laughs> Scott's been pretty busy lately, if you know what I mean, because I hear he's helping the Andy Maddock with his setup. Oh, yeah. And Madge, when they were Noah was over the sh- uh, over the house last week, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to come over and be on your and clean your house. Right. Well, and the I three said, of you know, them. The were. best way, mm-hmm. the best way to imp- uh, to impress Madge Weinstein would be to come into her house and just urinate on the floor. <laughs> and he said he wouldn't. And he said he wouldn't do it. I said she would love that. The hey, maybe Mark, shitting. I have a piece of advice maybe for shitting. you. Uh, what it is comes it? from the movie Showgirls. Okay. Just be careful, honey, because there's always somebody younger and fresher coming down the stairs. <laughs> what does that have you? to do with urination? <laughs> okay, so what does that have to do with urination? <laughs> no, what I'm does talking that have to about do? there's somebody you warmer being afraid that Scott is going to 
Oh, please. I'm not afraid. Okay. He would share. Re- Mark would share. I'm sure. Mark wouldn't give a shit. I can share. Mark share? wouldn't give a shit. You share. wouldn't give a shit, would you? You would share. We'll, we'll share a Scott if with I you, could Matt. You would each eat one, time. would you? Does it, but that doesn't mean Sorry? I have to see you naked, does it? I don't want to see you two naked. Oh, I just for heaven's see. sake. I, I mean, Matt and I are going to have it's a... purely a sociological. Board. Purely sociological. Matt's just going to be sitting there with her... Laptop taking notes no. like Jane Goodall watching chimps fuck. <laughs> well, what I would do is take a cat of nine tails and shove it up Scott's whorehole, but that's between oh you Lord. and the three of us. Yeah, okay. don't, don't. I'd love to watch. And that. anybody who's mm-hmm. listening to this, this is in pure confidence. So please, yeah, don't, don't tell. Running off and telling. It's other just between us, this. girls. Okay, next we have the land of wisdom. Did I already talk? Oh, Reagan Fox. I'm so sorry. I have early onset Alzheimer's. Plus, I'm with my girlfriend Gussie Iskowitz in Miami right now, and she's hard of thought. Hello, are you talking to someone else or what? Okay. No, that was Fausto. Okay, so Reagan, what's new with you? I am about to go to Austin, Texas. So, if you live in Austin this Friday, I'll be performing at Ego's Bar. Oh. On Congress at eight o'clock. Uh, what? Gee, Reagan, you could have told me. I, I'm planning to go to Austin like the following week. Why don't you go and eat out Patricia oh. Furnos, Reagan? Do you eat well, out I've women? Been busy, busy, busy weekend because my friend Whammo, who is the male lead singer of the Asylum Street Spankers, which is an amazing band. Mm-hmm. Got married and he's having his big wedding celebration, and I'm the token gay. Oh, wow. Well, that's nice. Okay, so anyway, so we've done the introductions. I have gas, and uh, we, don't have a, we don't have a script today or a schedule. What I was hoping we could sort of talk about is I've been trying to process some political thoughts lately. I'm very troubled by this hurricane cunt, Rena, as you all are as well. And I'm not here to beg you uh, to donate to the Red Cross and thus and so, um, which is what all the celebrities seem to do, though I'm happy that celebrities like Salami Dion are donating a million dollars. I mean, I think that's wonderful. But it seems like I got all these fucking celebrities afraid to make political waves, except for Kanye West, who this sort of pat-like lesbian went off on me for, for saying that I, didn't, I wasn't proud of him. You know, I got this weird feedback last week. Remember we were talking about Kanye West because Reagan asked a question? Well, this sort of pat-like... He, um, I don't want to say he, she, but... Um, transgendered female self-proclaimed woman i i'll never say it right i know i fucked it up whatever it is and i played the clip on the show i just produced today and i thought what's going on you know because she said that i'm sort of a hater because i wasn't proud of kanye west for coming out on national tv because i thought he's just gay never mind what no i'm not making sense what was it that he said on the tv He's, he, he he said that he likes gays his cousin's gay therefore everybody should like gays. right and don't pick on gays. Right, right. Boy, Kanye West has just been really speaking the yeah, truth. Yeah, I really. like the Kanye. <laughs> so for some reason, this person thought that I don't like the Kanye, but I like the Kanye. But I think sometimes people don't understand when I'm joking, which has been a recurring theme around here, that's for sure, in our show. There's a lot of lesbians out there with no sense of humor. It's almost actually. redundant. There's a lot of people in, without any sense of humor. It seems well, like there's, there's lesbians that are hilarious. There's like Ellen a... DeGeneres and there's oh, yeah. lesbians. What's that one that we know, uh, Fausto? It's, it's extremes. It's extremes. Are Listen, if you ever either. try to make, to make crack a joke with Ellen DeGeneres in person, which I have, yeah. and let me tell you, she has no sense of humor in Really? <laughs> it's all an act. I was in a bathroom at Chances in... Ooh, what year was this? 1991, back when Ellen was closeted. Uh-huh. 
and she was starring on the Fox sitcom Open House, uh-huh. and she was in line for the bathroom, and um, she was in line for the men's bathroom at a lesbian bar, and I said, is this the line for the bathroom? And she said, yes. I was like, but this is the men's bathroom, and she was like, so? Maybe she just hated you, and, Fausto. Well... Okay, so obviously she has no... Maybe she just had to say a really big dude. I I want to um, go into this hurricane, because I'm going to get... You know how I go on tangents, and I I know how you queens hate when I don't have a a line of thought. I got got an email at 6 o'clock in the morning from one very angry Mark Felian saying that that we need a script. I'm just afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? If I don't know what these things are going to happen that we're, you know... That you're going to tear my baby apart. Who? Your baby? <laughs> I didn't know you had to take a shit. Well, you're afraid we're going to attack Fausto? Yeah. Like last week. Oh. Okay. Did we attack Fausto? Because, you know, I, I have to live with the repercussions of that. That's a completely unfair statement to make, Mark Felian. Okay. Okay, but let's that. clear this up quickly because I have a topic. Okay. Because so why is Fausto off limits when all of us are open game? It's a double standard. I don't think it's fair. Because I have to live with him. Fausto, answer the question, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, I'm busy eating why is, dinner. The question was, why is Fausto <laughs> off limits to criticism? It's my prerogative to ask the people that I work with not to make personal comments like that. And when we actually started doing this show, we said when, what, when we felt like we were crossing a line or we were Boundaries. annoying each other. Boundaries. That we would tell each other. And I well, did. Okay, and then, I then I'll say. make the statement. I'm not offended by the stuff that you say about me. I am offended by the double standard. So if that's what it's about, then I don't uh, want you making fun of me. Okay. okay. The double standard, I think what Reagan is talking about is when Fausto referred to Reagan as... I'm lost. Cotton, not cotton candy. Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. And so... They're both ham sandwich, but they're both they're both. I used to be a Karen Carpenter but, impersonator, but, but you so. were both making appearance-based criticism, so they were very similar. That's true. So, but you're <laughs> just saying that you don't want it. So, okay, I don't want it. I don't think it's you. It's but that I, means I you can't. Say, in, but that, but that means you me, can't. But in, in front of you know, but as long as or a little quick one, but it's one. It's like you hammer it over the head and keep on drilling. Oh drilling please, you know seriously. I mean, you guys. And then I have well, to live it's not cruel. I just don't find it interesting to me. Well, well you, know, you yeah, guys, you this do because it's what we did to Wanda the first couple of shows. I was going to so say is this okay is completely. Now I know how. Now I know what it feels like to be in the other shoes, and so I'm saying that now. Okay, let's move on. So anyway, so what I All wanted right. to talk about is cult. The uh, there's so much going on with this, his and hurricanes, but there is one particular th- item that interests me, and I'd like to explore it here. And the issue is class versus race. There were clearly problems. Will you get that fucking shoe out of my? That fucking dog's eating my goddamn shoe. Fuck. Sorry. This fucking dog's <laughs> eating everything. Do you know the fucking dog already chewed off the the antenna on my cellular phone? Okay. That dog's so old, man. No, no, no. Th- this isn't sleep. Chauncey. This is Trotsky. He's only a year old. He's oh, a, you have a new no, dog? No, I'm at uh, Gussie Iskowitz's house in Miami. Chauncey's oh, at the right. kennel, so you can go over there and gas him. I don't give a shit. All right, so, so class versus <laughs> oh, race. So there's all this talk on the Internet. Like Some people say, you know, at first everybody, all the politicians were saying, oh, it's a class issue, it's the poor, look what they're doing to the poor. And then after Kanye West made his statement that George Bush doesn't care about black people, then it all of a sudden became, well, it's really a race issue, and Kanye West brought the race issue out of the closet. And, I'm trying to, and then I read a, a, a piece uh, by uh, P. 
P.W. Fenton on Digital Flotsam's uh, blog, and he says that it's not a race issue, that it's a class issue, because look at uh, Condoleezza Rice. She's a big dyke, a big black woman, rather, and she's... Um, you know, it seems to him to be more of a class. But then you look at what's going on and the, and the things that happened. Um, for example, the, the, there were police that were guarding the southern suburbs of New Orleans, you know, making very thinly veiled references to race. Rush Limbaugh was making a very veiled th- reference to race when he referred to uh, Ray Nagin as Ray Nager. You know, and there seems like there's a lot of racial. <laughs> no, I'm serious about what that. What was that? Majola. That I, wasn't I a joke. That, seriously. What is the purpose of trying to separate whether it's race or class? To me, in my mind, in this country, race and class are mm. inextricably bound together. Yeah, there and is I don't no... think that we How have so? to determine whether this is a race thing well, or a class thing. It's well, both. But that's that's part of why I wanted that's part of why I wanted to raise it because I'm not sure how much of it is an issue. I know that. Something here is a big issue because there's all these people that were that were um, you know marginalized in such a huge way, and plus, if you look at the lines outside the Superdome when all this was going on, I mean, it was probably 99% black, you know. And I'm trying to figure it out. And there's so much discrimination. For example, there was one of these. Even FEMA has made statements of discrimination, saying to this people that were because now they have these refugee camps in Oklahoma. I mean, it's crazy, but mm-hmm. they they have these refugee camps in Oklahoma. And there was a woman from a church that wanted to bring apples over. She brought 10 apples over. And the FEMA people said, we've got 40 people coming in. What are we going to do with 10 apples? She said, uh, quarter them. And he said, no, you can't take them. You don't know what kind of people are coming here, ma'am. These people, these are the kind of people that are to fight over anything. You know, and it seems like now that's just one example of a lot. Well, when of you're these... left with nothing, you're definitely going to fight for something. Right. I, right. One of the things that I found really disgusting with how the media dealt with contributions and encouraging people to go out to various local places and donate items, because I'm not mm-hmm. for donating money. I think that uh-huh. these people need very basic items, and I don't know where my money is going to go to. But right. I found it jaw-dropping that they weren't making a point to say that you need to go out and buy black hair care products, black skin products, things that – I mean, black people just can't use Pantene Pro-V. Well, but the thing is, uh, Reagan, though, that, uh, huh? that Red, the Red Cross clearly has a very clear statement about that on their website, which is they specifically ask people not to give those kinds of items. The reason is because the cost to transport them and get them from one area of the country to another is much more than it would be for them to get, to get it themselves. Well, maybe it's because I live in a, a southern state, you know, mm-hmm. because we have refugees here, like a large number of refugees here, and also mm-hmm. my friends who live in Austin and Houston – Mm-hmm. Where where it's immediate, where when you go to the Red Cross in Houston, right. for example, a lot of most of those supplies are going directly to the Astrodome. Oh, good, good. Well, that's great then. That's great. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because you're close. Well, the other thing is too is that now the there was a story in in AP that the Red Cross is in need of forty thousand volunteers. So for people who don't have the money and still want to help, they can donate time. And it means you have to actually get trained with the Red Cross. They do a training program, and then you actually go out in the field and help these people. But you, you have to be down there, right? Because uh, I know in no. Chicago they're turning people they're turning people away from the Red Cross. They're like, we don't have anybody for you. To, there's nothing for you to do here. I, I don't know. There's, we have like well, I think we that's have like an issue, five, isn't We have it? five evacuees here. And well, how how where did it's you get that? It's an issue that definitely the help is. You know, the Americans are wanting to help the circum the people and the circumstances mm. that are down there, and definitely they're the 
infrastructure to accept that type of donation, whether it comes uh, physically or financially, is just not there. No. And that's really what, what this is drawing attention is that as a, as a nation, we're sort of not prepared for these kind of things. Well, I just well, wish, I mean, it's going to cost I close to I just want to go back and the race thing. But Juan, did you have anything to say about this race versus class or what, what's going on with that? Cause well, you know, Andrea Dworkin, a very famous lesbian who I think, didn't you used to date her, Madge, or something? Anyways, yeah. she actually said that uh, racism, I mean, I think uh, Reagan Fox said it better than I did, is racism and classism are are woven together, and you can't talk about one without talking about the other. Madge but, dated and, Andrea Dworkin before or after her death. Wait, I want to hear from <laughs> Wanda. Wanda, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Wanda's, I think Wanda, might, we might have lost oh, Wanda. No, I'm Wanda. here. Can you hear Can me? Hello, Wanda, are you there? Hello. Oh, no, call I'll call oh, her shit. again. <laughs> uh, just keep rolling. Keep... <laughs> we always just like, she's yeah. just Is she really not here screen. anymore? The show she's without gone. Keep Wanda. Rolling the, keep rolling the No, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm still rolling. Don't, yeah, don't stop yeah. recording. So her who's going to get her on the 616 number? Yeah, 617. Uh, let me look again. Or 612. 612. I'm here. Uh, what a... She is. Where were you? I've been here the whole time, people. You were just kidding with us? Huh? You're so crazy. We were talking to you. I was talking to you. How come we didn't we hear didn't anything? Hear you. We didn't oh. hear you at all. Oh, great. Well, I thought... I don't know. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about tell us about race and poverty. Reagan, I mean, yeah, what is it Wanda, like to be a black woman? Wanda, Wanda? Really, I want to know your opinion on this race thing because you always have a, a nice philosophical outlook on things. What do you think? What's yeah, going I on just, with race? I think it, it. People don't want to connect the two, but you can't help but connect the two. I mean, Reagan said it, so I don't want to say the same thing over and over again. But I just, I love when white people talk about class because it's just like. You know, I mean, yes, it's true that poor people can be of any color and, and uh, class is a, a separate issue unto itself. But in this country, in our history, you can't you can't take race out of the equation. I mean, you know. But what does that mean, though? I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, that race and class are the same, but it, it sounds awfully theoretical to me. I mean, what does that mean on a practical level? I mean, what no, are we supposed to do about this? It's not that they're the same, but they greatly okay. inform one another. There's a whole history there that ties the two issues together. Uh, it, yeah, you could easily say that it's a class thing, because obviously a lot of white people in Mississippi were displaced as well. Mm-hmm. However, if you go to the numbers... I mean, just compare the numbers. Compare uh, lower socioeconomic brackets to race. I mean, race but, emerges salient in that. But why was that? Why was ninety nine percent of the people in the Superdome that weren't getting fed and that were locked in there? Why were they like ninety nine percent black? Why, I mean, if it's not about exactly. race, exactly. Why are they black? Well, it's black also cult- there, there's cultural reasons behind that too. I, I think maybe the you they know, like it, being in Superdome, shitting on each other. I mean, <laughs> what's the cultural reason? No, I don't reason? think. But maybe they they are living in New Orleans, and I think a lot of necessarily maybe these people left uh, whatever small town it is from the south, and maybe moved to New Orleans, and maybe they had no the, the no place else to go. And these people have lived in, or they've grown up in projects, and they've lived in projects their entire life, and that's that's their world. That's what they know. You know, if they had an aunt or uncle right. that lived, right? You but know, why were they all black? Orange, they they would have gone. You know, yeah. they would maybe they would have right, gone. Right, but that's fine. But why? Why were all those people in that situation black? Because there are a lot of black people in the South who yeah. are poor and misplaced. Where yeah. the, you know, because if, if it was like if it 
if the hurricane had happened in Japan, they'd be all Japanese. You know, it's like right. it's the region where it. But it happened. wasn't. Yeah, but that region is not ninety nine percent black. But the refugees. Oh, it, well, it's, oh, oh, so your 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 question you're trying to pose here is why were the black where were the poor black people affected more deeply than the white or people with money in. In, a, in in that region, it's like right? Titanic. It's like you know the who got yeah they were trapped. The, the image of seeing those people locked in the Superdome reminds me of oh, that's good. Yeah. The lower class people in Titanic being locked <laughs> to their doom. And what was that? Can you yeah, can they, you refresh my memory for those of us who don't sit in front of a television all day? Because that's a really good analogy. They're, they were on the lower decks, and so they locked them in there so that they wouldn't come up and try and get the light. And why did they do that? Because there was only a few lifeboats. They didn't have a lifeboat for everyone. Oh, so maybe it was sort of like... And so yeah. they weren't... Hands. During the whole trip, though, I, they, were, they were only allowed up on deck like during certain hours oh, interesting, of the day. Interesting, interesting. Because the first class passengers and second class... Did you guys were, notice something okay. very interesting? Like, when I was watching all this news coverage, now we know, for example, that in Mississippi... Most of the affected people were white because these communities that were affected. I'm sorry, did you say coast, white? Did you say white? Did you pronounce white. the silent H? Yeah, there's an H in there. Okay, Anywho, sorry, <laughs> so most of the folks in, in Mississippi, at least from the media coverage, appeared to be white, and most in, the, uh, uh, in uh, Louisiana uh, appeared to be African American. Where did uh-huh. most, you know, you got Dick Cheney, uh, the president, where have they spent most of their time when they talk about this issue? They're from white rural communities. Um, The few interviews that I saw of Dick Cheney and some of the officials from the administration, they always seem to come from these sort of, um, I I don't know if maybe it's even an issue, but I sort of got the impression that they were much more comfortable um, and and it seemed to be people that they identified with more, which obviously are white people. Maybe this is not even an issue, but... Well, you know, Wanda, I, I, I don't know if I've said it on this show, but I often say it on the Feast of Fools, is that I think that, you know, the Republican Party is the party of, of racist Americans. Because uh, you, you're not going to find somebody that's a racist that's a Democrat, because Democrats believe in social spending, they believe in taking I care of misfortune. And a lot of the people that are misfortunate are, you know, are black. Yeah. A lot of people on the welfare system are black and unwed mothers. Have you, have you and, heard some uh, of the hate? people that want to cut this spending are the Republicans. Have you? And a lot of it, I think, they, they, people join the Republican Party because they, they absolutely, truly hate black people. I think you're right. Have you heard some of the hate speech that's been going on with the pundits? I guess I've been absorbed and I've been kind of obsessing. And I've, some of the, um, the statements, maybe I'll even insert one in here uh, when, I, when I edit it. But, the, you know, the hate that's been going on is so obvious. Like they talk, you know, these pundits and, and talk show hosts are talking about, oh, the entitlement mentality. They just want everything handed to them, you know. They just want oh, food. Yeah. They don't want to have to, you know, figure out a way to get out. They just think the government should do it for them. And it seems so. T- it does seem racist. And it seems like everybody's oh, showing awful. their true colors. Right. Right. And you know, the, you know, in, in some respects, I'm sure there's a lot of people on there that just mm-hmm. absolutely don't want to work, and you're always going to have yeah. that. You're always going to have that in a society. It's always I don't want to work, and we have to take care of it. You know, you have to take care of them. I do think that we kind of need to make the statement that I I don't think, Mark, that you are intending to say that all Republicans hate black people. No, I'm not trying to say, but I'm saying that that most racists are Republican. They are not. They're they're typically not Democrat. Well, I got it. I mean, uh, I'd like to make a generalization. I think there's an underlying. Definitely the Republican. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I definitely think that the Republican political platform, generally speaking, is based on fear 
of poor people. You know, it, it is fear of being poor themselves. And who, where is the where is poverty coming from in this country? It's coming from it, it exists. It lives in black communities. So I think a lot of the fear it may not be because they hate them because they're black. They hate them because they're black and poor. And you know what really bothers me? And, it's this attitude, like like yeah. as if these poor people have an entitlement mentality. Well, so they're entitled for what? Okay, so these people are generally, I mean, there's some people on welfare, but most of them work shit jobs, dishwashers or some crappy job, and they get a very little bit of money, and they don't get an education, so they work hard for nothing, basically. They don't get health care, their teeth suck, so they don't get a better job. Now, then you have people like, uh, like George W. Bush and, or Karen Huge, that big bull dyke who looks like Ed Jones on a bad day, and, <laughs> and, and then you look at them and they say, okay, so they came out of a rich vagina and they don't do anything. So they don't work at all or very little and they get everything. Now, who's got the entitlement mentality, you know? Well, I think, yeah, exactly. I think too. I, don't, I think it's not an issue of what political party, and I know, Mark, you're not necessarily making this distinction, but I think maybe it's clear mm-hmm. to, to point out that I think most white people, if not all white people, are racist inherently in the society, period. And it's just that the racist, the, the racism comes out in different ways, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, because there are a lot of... I don't know. Well, I, would say, I, don't, I, I, don't wanna, I don't think I, I agree with that. I, don't want, I want to okay. say that people just generally have fear of yes. people who are not I think, like I think it does come down to fear. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go that far. But you're I, afraid I, of others, but to say that one race is, is, is different, relates differently to another race... Well, it's like what they I, say, I say in my all, Weight Watchers We all meeting. share more in common than we, no, but, do, than we have in differences, and that's one is fear. It's like what they say in my Weight Watchers meeting, to keep us from getting fat, we go through this safe self-actualization. I think when might know a thing or two about this where fear is a fun little acronym that actually stands for false evidence appearing real so i think there's a lot of fear in these racists and i do think that if you're a racist you're going to go for the republican party if you're a real racist i mean everybody has little bits of racism yeah there's another um there's another saying for that acronym too which is fuck everything and run right (laughs) right (laughs) right well yeah (laughs) So Sorry. so anyway, but yeah, Jeez, Mark. But yes, scream in their ear one. So I thought it was hysterical. That's wonderful. So, but you know, I was watching interviews from these people at the Superdome. There's some wonderful footage. Unfortunately, the best of it hasn't been aired anywhere. But you know, and they interviewed these men, and they were talking to these four like black Fuck four black guys, and they're talking about how they went and they stole a raft and they rescued all these people who were on their roof, and it was very heroic. But you know, I look at these guys, and I realize now I live in uptown. Which is, which is a neighborhood a lot like what they describe as the Ninth Ward, where we have a lot of really, really poor people. All the shelters in Chicago are in my neighborhood. And, you know, the Salvation Army, everything. It's all these crackheads. Everybody goes there out of prison. Everybody's scared to death of the neighborhood. But they're basically decent people, you know? I, I, and I looked at these people, and some of them were very... One of them was this man, a black guy with dreadlocks. He looked like he probably had... A, that has a penis that could almost even satisfy the Reagan Fox... But, you know, just gorgeous. But, and I thought, how could people be afraid of these beautiful people who are heroic and rescuing people? It just seems well, so ridiculous. Well, because not everybody is a, is a, you know, fetishist. A fetishist. Yeah, you know. Some people are, are turned on by certain things or appeal. Yeah, but I'm not talking about sexual fetish. I'm talking about the fact that they're just oh, beautiful I people. About the penis. No, I, got, I sidetracked the on the penis. Because oh. I'm a lesbian that likes to do sociology. But no, I, I, what I meant is that he's a beautiful person that you could tell that it's nothing to be afraid of. You, could, you know, you can tell like a dog, you know, when somebody's... Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Where are you going? Out, what? What'd you say? 
I don't know where this is going. Well, what I'm trying to, where I'm eventually getting. Are to, you guys, are you saying you're going to volunteer at the Salvation Army on Thanksgiving and and serve bowls of soup or what are you? Yeah, why not? They discriminate against gays. Fuck hey, I've I've done I've yeah. definitely done my share of, uh, of volunteering. Believe me, so I I'm not ashamed of that. Amazing so so listen. So listen, so I want to um, talk about what we do about this problem, particularly yes, now, which is really why I sort of brought it up. But what are we going to do with this George Bush? What are we going to do? What is the strategy to take? Nothing, I don't know if you heard. Absolutely nothing. Fuck him, you... well, him in the ass. Fuck him in the ass. I think we, we need to start a movement to impeach the president. Well, did you hear Bill Mars? Did you hear Bill Mars program the other day on Friday? I lo- of course, I watched that right. religiously. Well, what did he say well he did a big rant, and it was basically that we should do a recall election like, like they did for Schwarzenegger. California. Bring in all the big, the big wig, wigs. Bring in Gary Coleman. Bring in all the, the circus. <laughs> Gary and just Coleman? Do it up. Bring in Gary Coleman. What are you talking about, Ariana Madge? Huffington. The, the recall election in California yeah. where they, they took out Gray Davis and put in Arnold Schwarzenegger. They should recall yeah. President Because Gary Coleman Everybody also ran. Great idea. Can they do that, though? That's it, not they, they can, actually. It's just never Anything's been done. It's possible if you really believe it in it, your heart. It is you know constitutional. It's do? just never been done before. I think we should focus on who the hell's going to come next, because I'm a little concerned mm-hmm. that, you know, it has now taken us eight years to get our shit together, and apparently we still don't have it together. And we got right. all these softballs lobbed our way, as far as I'm concerned. Eight years? And we still haven't been able to, to produce anybody that can take on, basically... Uh, you know, well, uh, if, if I had to, if, well, my opinion is is the fact that in the last two elections, actually Bush did lose the elections, right. um, and they've been fixed. So, you know, I think that's one place you want to start is actually having elections count. Well, uh, two, you really got to get rid of the Bush administration. The best way to get kill the snake is to cut its head off. What? So. Get rid of Bush. Well, Bush Recall Bush. But this is not about Bush. Year. I'm sorry. Bush is somebody they put in. I mean. This has nothing to do with personalities, and this has everything to do with power. I agree. And once Bush leaves office, there's going to be somebody to take his place, and we'll be here for another eight years bitching about, bitching about things that we don't, you know. But, but And I, I've said this a lot, too. We have but, a lot of control, and people just need to get it through their goddamn head. Well, the problem with Bush, as I see it, is truly the. I think that d- Democrats, intellectuals, a lot of people, even the 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 moderates, they misjudge the whole situation. You know, they assume that Bush has all these motives and that he's trying to do this and that he's satisfying this interest and that interest, which is true. But more than anything, the reason why he's run this country to the toilet, I don't see how anybody could argue against it at this point that he's done that, is because he's a moron. He's truly just stupid. And incompetent, and that's well. He's he's been placed there by. Well, he's. Inc- I mean, the, the problem is that the corporations run. Right. This okay. Country. Forget the Democrat and no, Republican. No, 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 no. The I corporations do not run this country. The president runs this they country. Do. I disagree. The president runs this country. He is influenced by corporations. But this is an executive branch government. We have three branches, and the and the executive branch does have full authority to do. Uh, everything that Bush fucked up, basically. And the problem is that I don't think we have, we can afford three more years of him. I mean, just, I, I think don't think we can afford it. the corporations run a, a proxy. They, they, they put in a proxy. Okay, so fire all the corporations. Basically do their will. Look, the corporation, well, I know you can, the corporations have a lot of power, but they institute that power. But the person who has the actual power is the president. 
Absolutely. And you know what? The framers of the Constitution didn't want the president to have as much power as he, this, right. the, the presidency has today. Uh-huh. They wanted it to be the Congress. Right. They, you know, it, they wanted right. three branches of equal power. Well, that's and why it they just put, seems that yeah. we've, you know, it's become over the past 200 some years, it's become more uh, like a monarchy. It's well, because that, people well, have that, this mm-hmm. incredible desire to be led by someone. We have this this sort of like need to want to focus our, you know, our um, rights and abilities and powers on one person. Mm. I thought that's what Jesus was for. That's why they put Washington, D.C. If you look historically, why was Washington the capital of the United States built in this remote, marshy, disgusting I don't know place why. that makes the Okie Finoki swamp right, look okay. glamorous? Is because they wanted government to be away from the big cities because the founders of this country were concerned that large businesses, especially the railway system was going to have undue okay. influence. Okay. So, so I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> they didn't even have railroads. No, I mean then. eventually that, that no, it was. It was. It was built Washington D.C. because it was a compromise right. between the north. Fausto, and south. I don't. I don't disagree with you. It was also that specific location because it was hard to get. Right. I don't to. disagree with if you. If you Fausto, look at but, the history of the region, but I have to. It was very. It was a challenge to get to Washington. But D.C. the but the corporations have been in, have been really running things for a long time, and it'll continue to get worse. But. The but they have to. They don't have direct authority. They can't make laws. They cannot make um, you know rescue efforts during emergencies. They cannot mobilize troops. Right. That all happens through the executive branch. The the um, the corporations do have a lot of power, but that's not something we can really change very quickly or very easily. That takes a lot of uh, legislation and, and thus and so. What I'm interested, though, it, at least the point I'm trying to use this as a platform to make, and I'm trying to see if you, if we, if you, first of all, would agree to it, and second of all, if there's a way to implement it, is that I just don't think, I think that in the denial system that we Americans have is so thick, but I, I really don't think we can afford to have this president for three more years. I think we need to figure out a way to yeah. either impeach him or just get him, recall him, or whatever. But and I don't think it's unrealistic, you know. And so many people dismiss I, it. But when you man, look at I, what happened with Bill Clinton, he got impeached for getting a blowjob. But there also wasn't a war going on then, Match. There's, there's a war going on now, and they're gonna they're gonna be out there and they say we need a strong leader. Oh, we please! It's a fake. It's a fake on, war. It's, it's not a real war. So it's a fake war. Say. It's so, even more important because there is a war happening I, but, to impeach him because it basically sends the message to any politician: if you want to stay in office, start a right. war. And it's and, a bullshit can I, war. Can I, can Sorry, I say go ahead. That go ahead. I, I just want to make sure that we're being fair because I, I really don't want to do things that I think Republicans do, and that's Which is, skew facts. And Clinton was not impeached for a blowjob. No. He was impeached for lying under oath. Right. About a blowjob. About, about getting a blowjob. A blow yeah. uh, about a blowjob, but that's not – he didn't – that wasn't what – Right, but that was the technicality. The was that was a technicality. That's that's correct what you say, but it was a technicality. The reason he was impeached was because the Republicans made him an enemy. You know, and the neoconservatives made him an enemy because they needed an enemy, and they would do everything they can to to they would they were grasping at straws. You know, they couldn't get him for Whitewater. That was a complete scam. They had all the. I don't want to make it about Clinton, but well, yeah, let's not turn this about. Bill it's a technicality, <laughs> but yes, you're we focus right. on on George yeah. W. Yeah. Bush and getting him out of the office. There's plenty of evidence already to impeach him, and you know, and, and if impeaching is too harsh of a word, then recall him. Just 
Just get him out. You know, well, Americans don't want him in there. Is, impeachment is nothing. All it means is that they they, they accuse him of. But it. it's so uh, impeachment, impeachment is such an ugly word. But then if you, if you, you have you, to use you have to market it. You know, it you have to make actually, it. If, friendly. It's, if it wasn't yeah. too ugly for Clinton, why is it too ugly for Bush? Why are people afraid of this guy? You know, people are afraid exactly. of him. And, and my point with the They're whole lying that thing if they was speak out that against, if he w- if Clinton was impeached for lying, mm-hmm. which was debatable, right? <laughs> you know it. Well, I think I was, that his linguistic I, argument was kind of messed up, but we, we definitely have evidence that Bush lied, lied. Absolutely. to the American people, and he misled them. Right. And, it, and when you don't, when you don't, when a leader doesn't protect American citizens when he can, that's called treason. When a when a right. leader puts Americans in harm's way, that's treason. The thing is, though, too, with the impeachment process as well, is just because you impeach somebody, it doesn't actually remove them from right. office. Yeah. Unless right. Clinton unless wasn't. I'm mistaken. Like, he's still a, he'll still be president for the next three years. But he needs to be held accountable. There needs right. to be some right. type well, of... Well, I mean, in my, you know, in, uh, he is accountable. Do, well, if he gets impeached, will he have to go to jail or anything? No. Not necessarily, I mean, but do you th- nothing... I, I would probably say that for Clinton, that his darkest hour was having to go through those trials and having right. to testify and have right. all of his personal information brought to the forefront and I think that this needs to happen now with this president. Right. I think that there I are so too. many unanswered questions well, and that this administration has so many arcane policies and they don't want American people to know shit. And when we don't know anything, shit like what went down with Katrina happens. And if you look at this, if we really sorry. want to ensure that we're not going to have the same response to a Katrina-like event in the future. The best way that we can ensure that doesn't happen again is by bringing all this secretive bullshit out. Right. Smoke Absolutely. Fucking, smoke and I think, it's, I think it's real simple because you know, I've worked the in businesses. Is Bush is wanting to lead a probe on himself. I mean, I don't know well, that's called a dildo. That's one. called a dildo, and he just sticks a suction cup <laughs> exactly. on the on the shower well, wall. Just wanting to stick a dildo inside himself, oh. and it's like you know, no. But seriously, that that Bush is wanting to probe himself, and to, you know, he's like, there's questions that need to be answered, right. and and he's saying that he's going to lead a probe yeah. into finding out right. why. I just what's going yeah. on is happening, and, and and it's it's sort of very disingenuous. I oh, just probe, think that probe this entire. Probe. I'm sorry, the entire uh, modus operandi behind most of this neoconservative movement is to get people looking in the wrong direction. Have people Mm -hmm. looking where nothing is is going on. It's all about being afraid of African bees. It's all being afraid of, you know, what's lurking in your basement. Right. And so I, you know, if, if taking down Bush, metaphorically is is what we want fine but let that be a, a small part of a larger end and that Which end is. being um you know i don't know because to me Truth. it just seems like so we get rid of bush and then there'll be somebody right there I, to take his place i think the, a reasonable end would be stopping all the covert a- actions that start and that is just getting rid we need a war on these covert actions that have been going on since neoconservatism started and the real problem is neoconservatism it is truly as much an enemy as this al-qaeda is because it's 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 just you've got to see the power of nightmares i've been posting the three episodes on insane films and it's just it's a it's a real documentary it's legitimate it's from bbc but it completely exposes 
the the neoconservative movement for what it is, which is just this fear-based movement. And you wouldn't believe the assumptions that are in most Americans' head that are just lies. Most of the shit they fed us about the Soviet Union being the civil empire that was going to get us and destroy us was a blatant lie from the same people that are lying to us today. Rumsfeld, Cheney, Wolfowitz, the same people. They knew they were lying. There's interviews with plenty of people from the CIA that said blatantly they made shit up about the Soviet Union. They made up evidence. It's It's all a lie. And we've got to get to the truth and we've got to have government transparency back. Mm -hmm. We've got to stop funding covert operations like bin Laden that go against... It's just so short-sighted and completely Mm -hmm. insane. Now, what's worse is that these people just... They're trying to push through uh, laws now or legislation. I was just reading this, and I put it, talked about it on my show today. But, but now the government is tr- the Pentagon is trying to make a case so that the, that we can use nuclear weapons the next time there's a threat of WMD. What they're trying to do is make a case to basically blow the fuck out of Iran for the same. You know, in other words, we don't even have to go to war the next time we're wrong. We can just blow them the fuck up. I mean, this is how insane these people are. And I don't see how we can afford to wait till the next election to get rid of them. I'm not saying have a coup and bypass the democratic system, but we got to get them the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, they need to go. Anyway, speaking of needing to go. There's no argument with that. So what do we disagree? Speaking of needing to go, let's I wanna end right now. I wanna end on a note that lets people wonder and and plus, you know, it's forty minutes, so that's a reasonable size. Is that okay with everyone? Mm. Can we just end? That's fine. That's we fine. just end, let people hang till the next week. Happy September eleventh. Yeah, everybody. happy <laughs> September eleventh. Neen eleven, Neen eleven day. I'm yeah. I should have had my drag queen friend Nina Levin come. You know, on, it, people better watch it because otherwise Elton John's going to be have to write one of those Cold War right. songs like Nikita. Okay, only it's going to be about Middle Easterners. Yes. Or something. Okay. Say goodbye, everyone. Oh, say goodbye. Oh, Mohammed, you will know. Bye, know. ladies. Bye. Go eat something. Bye. Bye. This has been uh, Eat This Hot Show number nine. <laughs> eat my ass and um, hurts and smells. Click.